NBA podcaster has launched a new Day in the Life series. We're traveling to business schools across the country and around the world to shadow current students, meet with deans, admissions directors, and others to bring you an in-depth perspective of life on campus. Schools include UCLA Anderson, Wharton, INSEAD, and many others. Visit our website at mbapodcaster.com to listen to any of our Day in the Life shows and see pictures and videos from campus. This month, we bring you University of Chicago Booth School of Business. This is MBA Podcaster. Stay tuned to the rest of the program after a brief word from our sponsor. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from Manhattan GMAT, the world's largest GMAT-exclusive test preparation provider. Developed by Ivy League education professionals and continually updated to reflect current trends, Manhattan GMAT's advanced curriculum goes beyond teaching the tricks and focuses on in-depth content understanding in addition to GMAT-specific strategy. All programs are taught by highly trained and experienced instructors with GMAT scores in the 99th percentile, a 760 or better out of 800. Visit ManhattanGMAT.com slash MBA podcaster to explore programs options, including comprehensive nine-session courses, private tutoring, one-day workshops, and a two-week intensive boot camp. MBA podcaster listeners will receive a $100 discount on Manhattan GMAT programs by using the code podcaster when enrolling for a complete course. Visit ManhattanGMAT.com slash MBA podcaster to enroll and receive your discount. Manhattan GMAT, the new standard in GMAT preparation. Hi, my name is Jen LaBelle. This is an environment where students are really attracted to us because they want to engage. There was about a five-day stretch when it was below zero every day and windy. Yeah. That was pretty unbearable. I think the thing that differentiates Chicago in lots of ways is students' ability to think critically. Don't worry about getting in. Getting in is a product or a fruit of doing great work. One more week. How are we feeling? I'm Janet Nakano for MBA Podcaster, and this is A Day in the Life at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. I was up until about 2 o'clock in the morning last night working on some homework uh, for a group project. That's Jen LaBelle, a first-year full-time MBA student. So I let myself sleep in a little bit later than usual, and I got up around 8. Usually I get up a little bit earlier to make it down to campus. I find that just getting down here, even if I don't have anything scheduled, starts my day and gets me productive. If there's other things that I need to do, I get a little distracted at home. Um, Chicago's a great town, so it's very easy to get distracted if you're not physically at school. So I came in, and the first thing that I did, which is what I do every morning, is go to the Winter Garden. The Winter Garden isn't actually a garden. It's the atrium of the GSB building where students can gather at scattered sofa chairs and small tables. The area above the garden is enclosed in glass, so it sort of feels like you're in a gigantic greenhouse. Someone once called them giant martini glasses. That's Alan Friedman, communications director. He's talking about the roof, which really does look like four standing martini glasses. They're open on the top. It's not flat. So the rain goes through right down those pillars all the way to the bottom to the parking garage, which is below the classroom level. There's a parking garage. And the glass panes up at the top are heated. So if there's snow or ice in the winter, 
it melts and the water runs all the way down the columns. Architect Raphael Vignoli designed the GSB building, also known as the Harper Center. The business school is just a few miles south of downtown Chicago and is housed here in this one building on the University of Chicago campus. The Harper Center is a stark contrast with the rest of the university that was built in 1890 with a style referred to as collegiate Gothic. The business school, established nine years later in 1898, just recently moved into this new building, a six-story glass and steel structure that's full of modern comforts, like full-length lockers to fit business attire, breakout rooms, student lounges, and even a limestone fireplace. Again, Alan Friedman.、Uh, the MBA student's life of today is different than it was years ago, where they would come to class and then leave the school. Now they come in the morning, and they stay all day. I mean, it's not uncommon for a student to be here eight hours or ten hours or even more during the day here in the building. That's why there's a full-service cafeteria that's open for breakfast and lunch and dinner, and the, the group study rooms are available to the students all the time. The building is open. It's ten o'clock in the morning, and Jen has agreed to give me a campus tour. Our first stop, the famed Winter Garden. A lot of people will sit out here and try to do work, and、um, sometimes they're successful. A lot of times they're not because it's a very social place, and it can get loud at lunchtime. Sitting at one of the tables in the Winter Garden are a couple of Jen's friends, Jessica and Monsi. Hello, ladies. Yeah. Janet from MBA Podcaster.、Yeah. So I was telling her how the Winter Garden is like the place to see and be seen. The Winter Garden is absolutely where we spend all of our time when we're and we're generally not productive, but we try <laughs> to be. Yeah, you want to really be productive, you have to go to a study room. But、yeah. this is where we all, you know, meet up, hang out, eat lunch, catch up, catch up. What, what are you studying for? Um, I'm trying to work on a paper that's due tomorrow. Trying being the operative word. <laughs> What about you?、Um, I'm actually working on a project for. I'm interning a, at a venture capital firm this quarter, and I'm working on an investment memorandum for them right now. Getting some updates. I'd say you're already starting to work for them.、Um, it's actually one of the classes at the GSB is a private equity venture capital lab where you intern during the spring quarter, and so I'm interning with them this quarter and then going to a bank for, for the summer. Booth matriculates about 550 students each year. With such a large student body, Jen says the first quarter is a crucial time to meet as many people as you can.、Um, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to incoming students is even if you're not a social person or you don't necessarily enjoy、um, going to parties every night or going to events every night, that if you put forth that effort in the fall, it makes it a whole lot easier going forward because. Um, getting to know as many people as possible when everybody's in that stage of getting to know everybody and and willing to shake hands and willing to kind of tell their life stories, it, it just sets yourself up so that then you can kind of take a breather from the social scene if you want to later on and not feel like you're missing out on anything. Jen Labelle did her undergraduate studies in marketing and business at the University of Florida. She worked in sales and marketing at Ford Motor Company for six years before coming to Chicago. She says one of the main reasons why she chose this program was because of its flexible curriculum. I really wanted to tailor my MBA experience to be what I wanted it to be, and I found that some other schools、um, were a little bit more rigid. And if you wanted something very structured, then that would be perfect for you. But I wanted something a little bit more fluid、um, that I could decide what I wanted to learn and when I wanted to learn it throughout the process. 
This flexible curriculum is unique to Chicago Booth. There isn't a cohort-based core curriculum common to other MBA programs. Instead, there is only one mandatory class in the first year called Leadership Effectiveness and Development, a course that focuses on business soft skills. The rest is pretty much up to you. You choose the nine courses that will fulfill degree requirements and eleven electives. Deputy Dean Stacy Cole says this curricular flexibility is based on Chicago's free choice centric philosophy. So the students have a tremendous amount of control over their educational experience, which I think is empowering and important because、uh, this free choice centric is based on the fact that we're bringing in adults. Who have experience in the workforce,、um, who understand their life's goals, and our job is to help them get there, but not to dictate how they get there.、Um, there are requirements. All students have to take a class in accounting, one in statistics, and one in microeconomics in order to graduate. But、um, the flavor of the course is up to them. Whether they take it in their first quarter, second, or final quarter is up to them. There are requirements for degrees. If you want to be a finance concentrator, you have to take a certain number of courses in that area. But which courses and when is totally your choosing. And I think there's a few things that help students in terms of that process. One is obviously they feel like they have more control. But the second is that they're able to better position themselves for their internships because they know fairly early in the winter what. Area they're going to be working on in the summer, and they can choose classes that help them deepen their knowledge, so they're ready、uh, to shine in the summer. And then the second year, just keep going and intensifying their knowledge. Choosing courses to prepare for a summer internship is exactly what Jen decided to do. I have class this afternoon from 1:30 to 4:30, and that's data-driven marketing. And it's a class that I'm taking that I thought would really help out with my internship with American Express. A lot of the customer information that they have is in a huge database, and so there's a lot of different analyses that happen on that. So I wanted to take a class that would really prepare me for the summer. So I was very happy that that happened this quarter. Jen says she plans to pursue a career in brand management after graduation. With a background already in marketing, she says she looked into other MBA programs that focused more heavily on marketing, but gravitated towards Chicago for its quantitative strengths. Julie Morton is associate dean for career services. I think Chicago certainly has a reputation for being very strong in finance, and the faculty in finance and the coursework that students have access to in finance is is pretty incredible. To me, from a career perspective, I think the thing that's really differentiates Chicago in lots of ways is students' ability to think critically. I think our students are very, very good at asking. The whys and really pushing for、um, data and data analysis to understand what's going on with an issue, and I think sort of stereotypically that gets translated into finance. I think that skill set is a hugely valuable skill set, almost well, truly, regardless of discipline. I mean, that's why consulting firms love to come here. I mean, that's the skill that McKinsey and BCG and Bain and Booz and AT Kearney really value here. It's certainly the skill that the banks value here, but it's also the skills that Kraft talks about when they come on campus. That they really enjoy our students' marketing prowess because of that underlying ability to think critically about problems and not just kind of go, "Yep, that makes sense."
sense and not just take things from this is how I experience it, but really look at that data to figure out the bigger picture. Finance and economics are key areas at Chicago, but Dean Cole says the second most popular concentration here is entrepreneurship. And I think、um, what's different about our entrepreneurship curriculum is that it leverages the strength in finance, so that not only are you thinking about how to start a business, but when you find yourself with lots of cash to invest. How do you choose amongst different ventures? And so, entrepreneurship at most institutions is about starting a business.、Uh, when do you bring in the lawyers? When do you actually hire somebody for HR? How do you get a patent? All of those are really critical issues for starting a business, and we cover that content.、Um, but we also have courses in entrepreneurial finance. Uh, commercializing innovation and many courses that help students who are not necessarily the entrepreneur、uh, learn how to make wiser investment decisions and really be better prepared and positioned to play a key role in bringing a new venture to market. Dean Cole says the students at Chicago have an image of being intellectual, driven, and competitive, and while they do strive for success, she says the community is what defines the culture. This is an environment where students are really attracted to us because they want to engage. When I'm in the classroom, my goal is to ask provocative questions, to put material on the table that really pushes students to think, and the students see their job as pushing me back in a, in a similar way. To us, we think that's incredibly exciting. It's this level of engagement and debate and dialogue that. Really defines who we are, so it attracts a certain type of student to us, and a certain type of faculty member who wants to be here. But a very important part of our community is engagement, not just in the classroom, but with one another. So we have a tremendous amount of second-year investment in first years. So you would expect that the school would have staff to support students, and I think Chicago, hands down, has the best career services area. And tremendous support for student life,、um, but in some sense, students should expect that everywhere. What I think they're constantly surprised by is the strength of the community and how much students want to work together to help one another be successful. I did my undergraduate in Boston, so I'm kind of used to it. But it is、uh, it, there was about a five day stretch when it was below zero every day and windy. Yeah, that was pretty unbearable. It was not very pleasant to be outside for more than 0.2 seconds. <laughs> Jen's friends Jessica and Monsi are giving me the lowdown on Chicago's weather. Yeah, I mean that, that's the nice thing about being in the Winter Garden is it could be snowing outside, but if it's sunny, you like still get the sunshine, and so you don't feel like you know, most people do in the winter when they go inside and they don't see the light of day. And、um, where do you guys live? Close by?、Um, I live downtown in the Loop. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes on the metro. It's not bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, I live on the north side of Lincoln Park, and I actually drive and I take Lakeshore and. It's pretty easy in the morning. It's never more than twenty minutes. Sometimes at night, if you go at the wrong time, it can be more like forty. But I can't complain, and I love my neighborhood. So, so does everyone have a car here, or do you need a car? No, you definitely don't need a car. They, we have a couple of friends who live even further north than Jess and I do, and they either、uh, make friends with people who have cars or they rely on public transportation. And public transportation in Chicago, it's not going to be as great as it is in New York or, or other places. But if you know where you need to be and you plan ahead of time, you can definitely get where you need to to go. Jessica and Monsi do need to get back to studying, so Jen and I decide to continue with the campus tour. 
Um, this is our front entrance area where people would come in and prospective students will come in and have meetings with the admissions office. And a lot of times at lunchtime there will be current first or second year students who will come up here and meet a group of, of prospective students and take them on a tour of the building and then also bring them to class with them in the afternoon. So as a prospective student, you get the opportunity to come in, tour the building, talk to a current student, have lunch at the cafe, and then also go to a class. So that's kind of a neat experience to be able to get to see what it's like life on campus. What about um, mentors? Do you, do you have a mentor? I do have a mentor. Um, there is a formal mentor process um, here at the GSB. Uh, we actually, the first years, just signed up to be mentors to the incoming class. And um, it's completely voluntary, so you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And then um, there's a website that uh, incoming students can go on to, and they can either just randomly assign themselves a mentor or they can search for something specific. So I searched for I wanted a female mentor because I wanted to kind of establish that, you know, that bond with a, with a woman who'd kind of gone through the same things that I was about to go through. And I also wanted someone who was going to do brand management or who had a background in brand management. And so Ashley Egan um, actually came up, and so she was um, one of my mentors here on campus. Um, and then I actually have already been assigned two mentees from the incoming class. So I've been in contact with them via email um, and just making sure that I get to know them and answer any of their questions. And then when they come on campus, I'll meet with them, we'll go to lunch, and I'll just be available to them, whatever they need. So, yeah. Um, this is our cafe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you can always get burgers, fries, hot dogs, anything like that. There's sushi every day. Um, and there's a brick oven pizza. And then any snack you could ever want as well. So, do you usually eat here? I usually do. I usually do. Um, it, after doing it for three months, it gets a little bit difficult to find variety, but it's a lot easier. Um, about two blocks north on campus, there's um, another pizza place and um, an Asian restaurant and a bakery. So, if you you know have a little bit of extra time and you want to, you can walk north and get something there. But usually it's just grabbing a quick bite to eat here. It's lunchtime, and Jen says she has a student council meeting to go to, then a class until 4.30. So we'll catch up with her again later in the day. The full-time program has three rounds of deadlines in October, January, and March. Students are admitted for the fall quarter. The most successful candidates always have a track record of success. That's Rose Martinelli, Associate Dean for Student Recruitment and Admissions. Personal, professional, academic, they've known how to leverage their resources and opportunities in their career, and they they know themselves pretty well as a person. They're very self-aware, and they have a plan. Not necessarily that that plan won't change, but at this vantage point, they kind of know where they're going and what they need in order to get there. Uh, We believe that everybody comes from different backgrounds and has different aspirations. And because of that, we want you to design your own curriculum. So you have to be very, very engaged. We're a mid-sized program, um, so we're 550 students. Um, We believe not only in curriculum flexibility, but in flexibility of learning and teaching as well. So our faculty teach the the best way that they find 
um, to teach that type of educational subject matter. And so students have the opportunity to choose faculty who may choose to teach differently one course from the next. So two financial accountings may be taught very differently. So that flexibility is there for students to take a look at. We also don't believe in fixing students to teams. We allow teams to evolve in each course, so it's very team-based, but it's not constrained by our choice, but by student choice. Lots of student opportunities for leadership and development, but again, everything is at the desire and engagement of the student. It's not fixed for you. So in many ways, a lot of people call the GSB for grown-ups. It's the MBA for grown-ups because you come in, knowing yourself, knowing what you need, and you guide your education. I know that a lot of candidates have questions about what makes a good essay, so can you talk about what you look for in an essay? What makes a successful one? I think the most important part is that a person understands themselves. So I always ask students to spend some time doing a self-assessment, professionally, personally, uh, relationally, uh, in, even in terms of community, and really think back over a period of five to ten years about the highlights and lowlights of their life, basically on a continuum, and then really think back as to what were the lessons learned, almost in a bullet format. So if you know who you are, if you know you like people or you prefer the back office, if you know your strengths and your skill sets and your developmental areas, you can really speak quite frankly, to the things that you need to be successful. If you haven't done the self-assessment, I can always tell, because I can always flip a question at you very quickly, either in an interview or in the essay question when there's just lacking the depth. One of the most troubling or difficult parts of, of the essays are that they're short. We allow you 1,000 words or 1,500 words to cram your entire life into. Um, and so I think the most difficult part is learning to talk about the things that are really relevant to why you're getting an MBA. So you have to sort through, I've done X, Y, and Z, and maybe I can only talk about X and maybe Z. Y is really important, but I'm going to have to gloss that over because I know they're going to see my resume and they'll see that. But to pick and choose from your life and your career what's relevant for an MBA com a committee to read versus kind of the litany of your resume. That's the tough part. You probably travel a lot to different areas to talk to prospective students. Absolutely. What's the most common question that you get from them? Depends on the part of the world I'm from. Throughout Asia, it's what's the average GMAT. In India, that's the same thing. But a lot of people really break down the question not so much about what the school is like, but how do I get in? And I would really ask listeners to think about asking the questions, what's it really like to be a student there? And ask more questions about what the experiences are all about and the faculty and the education and not just be focused on how to get in. Because if you know enough about the institution, you can be very clear about fit and match for yourself and we'll understand that. So spend more time focusing on getting to know the institution and talking to students. Don't worry about getting in. Getting in is, a, is a, a product or a fruit of doing great work and great research up front. As well as our entire MBA community, it's a pleasure to welcome you here. To While I wait for Jen to get out of class, I find out there's a special guest speaker on campus this afternoon. The Right Honorable Baroness Valerie Amos, formerly the leader of the House of Lords in the British Parliament. She'll be discussing the future of our diverse world. 
I believe that one of the biggest challenges facing our world today is going to be how we work out how we live together. Not just as countries, but as communities, be they ethnic communities or religious communities, and also as individuals. We have major security and environmental challenges, but these can be compounded by fear, suspicion, and hatred of other cultures, other ethnicities, and other religions. Two student groups helped to organize today's event, the African American MBA Association and the Chicago African Business Group. The Baroness discussed diversity issues in the UK and her personal struggles as an African woman. John Lawrence Atame from the Chicago African Business Group says he can relate to her experiences. I'm originally from Cameroon, and as we all know, the African continent is still developing in a sense. And the main thing I got from her was, regardless of how much walls you have out there, so long as you're willing to walk ahead and walk along with people, you'll be able to overcome those walls or barriers. And I think it's very important, you know, because if we don't have that kind of thought process, then how are we going to make the world better? It's now 4:30, and Jen is just getting out of class. Class was good. It was our final class for data-driven marketing. So、um, he gave out our final project, which is a take-home final, and、um, it's going to be kind of like a consulting project. So that's a little exciting, but also apprehensive because you're not supposed to get help from anybody else. It's just you, and a lot of the work that we've done so far has been group work. So we're kind of trying to reconcile how we're going to work alone rather than as a group、um, on the final project. Jen says her next stop for the evening is Chicago Booth's leadership development program called Lead. The number one thing that's、um, taking a lot of my time right now is that I'm a lead facilitator.、Uh, lead is、uh, leadership effectiveness and development, and it's the course that all the first year students take when they first come on campus.、Uh, it deals mainly with interpersonal skills,、uh, talking a lot about conflict management, personality types. Uh, leadership in general, different theories and philosophies, and it's taught by second years. So I'll be going into my second year, and when I come back on campus in the fall, I'll be teaching that class. And right now, we're developing the modules,、um, the different classrooms, and we're coming up with the activities. We're actually teaching to the part-time students up at our downtown campus,、uh, so they get a chance to take lead as well. And so that's taking a lot of my time, just because、um, it's a ton of work.、Uh, it's Instant gratification, though, because it's something that you get to work on and you get to see the fruits of your labor right away. Jeffrey Anderson is associate dean of leadership development. He says 80 to 100 students apply each year to teach the lead program. Each winter,、um, there's actually an application process. So people who have been through the first quarter lead program and have a desire to serve that role themselves apply. And go through a rather rigorous process of demonstrating their own presentations and teaching skills, and the opportunity for us to observe them actually operating in a group setting and putting into practice many of the skills that they would have learned during their first quarter lead class. And then we sit down as a team. I have four people on my staff, and we evaluate each of those people, and then select forty from all of the applicants. How successful has the program been? It's been implemented for what? Seventeen years. Seventeen years.、Now? Yeah, I judge it its success by the number of different constituent groups that I've heard from and their feedback to me.
So I've heard a lot from employers who say that the Chicago GSB students um, just present themselves differently and more effectively in the interview process. They also tell me they come to them more prepared to begin dealing in presentations with clients and seem to operate more effectively from the beginning in group settings in terms of cooperating with their colleagues. So we hear a lot of very good reinforcing feedback from employers. I also hear from students during their two-year process here who come back from interviews or come back from an internship and talk about how much the things that they learned in the LEAD program, how much they benefited them, and in some cases really helped them land that job in what otherwise might have been a challenging environment for them. And then I've heard a lot unsolicited from alumni, some of who you know, were in the first class of LEAD 17 years ago, but who want to reach out and tell someone about how those lessons have stuck with them for a very long time and how they use those skills every day and how important they have been. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One more week. Huh? Woo-hoo! How are we feeling? With one more week to go, one of the things I wanted to say is that one of the objectives and one of the challenges that we all set out at the beginning was to sort of making sure we created an environment that was increasingly engaging and interactive with the students, right? And I will tell you, you've all just done a miraculous job in that. From your interactions with your squads, have any particular comments that you think would be helpful? One of the things that I've loved hearing when I talk to some of the students that I've had personal involvement with as far as coaching sessions and things like that is when they can relate, like have an aha moment at work. So a lot of them will come back and they'll be like, yeah, I was talking to my boss and I used process listening and he's never like really taken my suggestions before and so that really helped me or uh, I was dealing with a really difficult coworker and I bumped instead of spiked and it was amazing to see what happened and that stuff is like that, you know, how can you use that at, you know, every day at work? And so I would just encourage our students to just continue to do that and to have those moments and be able to, to turn back to some of the key takeaways that they had from the program. Absolutely. Excellent. So- Jen still has some work to get done tonight and prepare for those upcoming finals, but she says she'll leave some time to enjoy the warm Chicago night. Uh, This being Tuesday night, I'm sure that there's something going on. Uh, The Risking Gaming Club might be having a poker match or something along those lines. So I'll probably just wait and see what's buzzing around. Um, It's funny, if you just check your phone or check your email, there'll be something, some sort of event, either dinner at someone's house or let's go grab a glass of wine here. Uh, Now that the weather's changed, a lot of people are going to Cubs games um, or a lot of the bars and restaurants around town have put out their chairs all outside, so it's really great to go grab a beer, grab, you know, whatever, and kind of hang out outside and enjoy the nice weather. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from Manhattan GMAT, the world's largest GMAT-exclusive test preparation provider. 
Developed by Ivy League education professionals and continually updated to reflect current trends, Manhattan GMAT's advanced curriculum goes beyond teaching the tricks and focuses on in-depth content understanding in addition to GMAT-specific strategy. All programs are taught by highly trained and experienced instructors with GMAT scores in the 99th percentile, a 760 or better out of 800. Visit manhattangmat.com slash podcaster to explore program options, including comprehensive nine-session courses, private tutoring, one-day workshops, and a two-week intensive boot camp. MBA podcaster listeners will receive a $100 discount on Manhattan GMAT programs by using the code podcaster when enrolling for a complete course. Visit manhattangmat.com slash MBA podcaster to enroll and receive your discount. Manhattan GMAT, the new standard in GMAT preparation. In Chicago, I'm Janet Nakano for MBA Podcaster. 